everybody. Today I'm in a different location, so hopefully this works. I used to record in a car and it's winter where I live, uh, so you can imagine it's pretty cold. So please excuse any echo or weirdness. I'd like to just normalize this location. Anyway, this week I wanted to keep the episode pretty grounded. We're going to talk about different tools and tricks to come back to yourself throughout the day as you recognize you feel unaligned, you feel disconnected with your body or your surroundings, you feel ungrounded, unpresent, unmotivated, anything that might be signaling for you to come back to your body, we're going to talk about some different ways to do so throughout the day. I've certainly noticed in the past few weeks, these are things I need to put more energy towards. I thought I'd share what I'm focusing on and working with. First, let's just talk about how you might recognize that you even need to come back to yourself. Again, we've identified those few things. Likely, you're feeling some sort of dis-ease. That's typically how I feel when I know I need to come back to myself. It can be in countless different situations, whether it's work or interpersonal or just with myself, how I'm spending my time, especially if I'm unconscious with how I'm spending my time, I typically feel an overwhelming sense of dis-ease. When you're feeling some sort of icky, uncomfortable feeling, and it actually is really helpful to try to name it for a lot of people. I'll put a link down below to a graphic that can help you do this. Otherwise, do it intuitively and do it with yourself. Bring your awareness to how you're feeling. Name how you're feeling. And then take a few deep breaths. And this can sound obvious or unhelpful, but I promise when you do it, you'll actually recognize the power that's in it. It can be really difficult to bring ourselves back to the present moment. But the whole point is, if we're on autopilot, if we're unconscious or unawake, I like to say, we're going to get a lot of feedback from our bodies, from our emotions that can manifest as anxiety or depression or unease or discomfort or unalignment or any sort of stuck, stagnant energy like that. So bring your awareness, recognize, okay, I feel like blank. Understand that. I honor that I feel this way and... Take a few deep breaths. 
When you breathe with awareness in your breath, you're grounding yourself and bringing yourself back to your body and back to the present moment. From that starting point, we can then implement these different tools. And a lot of it is being able to actually sit with that discomfort because those feelings and discomfort have something to teach us. And when we can get curious about them and be non-judgmental and be compassionate and honest with ourselves, we can understand ways we are living or acting or thinking or whatever that are actually contributing to these uncomfortable feelings. And then we can actually do something about it because it puts us in that driver's seat again. So the first tool you can implement is distant looking. You've identified how you're feeling. You've sat with it a little bit. You've taken some deep breaths. Look outside. Look at the trees. Look at the clouds. If it's nighttime and you can see the stars, I highly recommend going and looking at the stars. If you live in a city, go to a park and be in nature and just look or in any sort of capacity. Practice looking outward, looking in the distance. And again, still focusing on your breath. When we practice distant looking, we're actually putting ourselves in a different sort of environment, so to speak, because so often we're always looking at what's right in front of us, a screen, whatever we're working on, people right in front of us, whatever. But if we take the time and we utilize the practice of distant looking, we're immediately putting ourselves into a different perspective. And that can be really powerful and really grounding, especially when we connect it to nature. And I understand not everyone has nature immediately accessible to them. So you can practice distant people watching or looking at the horizon line, really just finding something that shifts your perspective and invites more openness. Again, because distant looking in that different perspective than what's immediately in front of us really helps broaden our horizons, lifts us up, our heads are back, our shoulders are back, and we are way more open to the world, to a larger perspective. And by doing so, you're inviting openness into how you're feeling. The next tool, if you want to just keep going with your breathing, is to place one hand on your heart in the center of your chest and the other in the middle of your stomach. Putting your hands on your heart and your stomach really connect you back to yourself and help you ground in your body and get out of your mind, so to speak. And just close your eyes if you can. Just sit there and take some deep breaths in. And let it all out. 
try to extend your exhale for as long as you can. And just continue with that breathing. And you should slowly feel that whatever weight, emotional weight, disease, discomfort that you're feeling is released. And as you breathe in and breathe out, you can say to yourself in your head, breathing in, I welcome in ease and peace and goodness, whatever you feel that you need to welcome in, love, light. And then as you exhale, you can say, breathing out, I release all that no longer serves me. I release all tension, all stuck, stagnant energy and emotions, anything that is at a low vibration And you can just continue to do that. And again, whatever you're working with, you can adapt to each instance. And it's a really great practice to have as a tool in your tool belt. Because sometimes we don't have the immediate ability to practice distant looking or any of these other tools. But we always have our breath, which is why... You've probably heard so many people talk about, you know, if you're angry or you're upset, take a deep breath. It really is the one thing that we can always come back to that can ground us and center us. And we can use as a tool to elevate ourselves. The next tool is affirmations. I've spoken about affirmations in previous episodes Affirmations are incredibly powerful. They are phrases and sentences, mantras, which the word mantra actually means mind tool that you can repeat to yourself to align yourself with something. You can make them up on the spot or you can have a series of affirmations that you continually utilize that are written down in a notebook or something that you can always have access to. We have some affirmations on Reself that I will link down below. For presence, for example, you can repeat to yourself out loud or in your head. I find it that when you say them out loud, It internalizes them a lot better. My presence is my power. I live each moment fully. And just continue to repeat that. My presence is my power. I live each moment fully. My presence is my power. I live each moment fully. And as you say them, envision in your head whatever it looks like to mean my presence is my power. When I say that, I like to envision myself grounding like a like little roots coming out of my feet and grounding in the floor. Or you can feel presence welling up in your heart or in your body. You can visualize light growing and expanding as you bring your awareness to your presence. And then 
When you say, I live each moment fully, again, visualizing some visual for that. And with both of those sentences or anything with your affirmation, the two key points to that is you want to feel the emotion of whatever you're saying. So you want to feel that your presence is your power. Feel your presence, feel your power, and feel what it feels like to live each moment fully. Because feeling and visualizing are the two essential parts of the affirmations on top of just saying them. You want to feel them and you want to visualize them. Your visuals will depend on you and what makes sense with your body. Go with your intuition on it. Those are the most important parts because as you continue to say them and visualize it, feel it in your body, feel what you're saying, that's when you will feel yourself really aligning to, okay, yeah, my presence is my power. I live each moment fully. And it will feel, it will become more real and it will feel more authentic. You could start saying it and you could be really struggling with presence. You could feel so unpresent, so ungrounded. And so it can feel like a fake and a phony to be saying that your presence is your power and you live each moment fully. If you feel like you're so disempowered because you're not being present and you're not living any moment fully, the more you say that and the more you align to it, the more it will begin to feel real for you. The other thing that I really enjoy doing that I find very helpful is two things. You can say your affirmation as you tap your thumb to your index finger, your middle finger, all the way to your pinky and just continue to tap them as you say your affirmation. So this I like to do an affirmation that's something short, four words. You could say peace, tap, begins, tap your fingers, with, tap, me. So peace begins with me. Peace begins with me. Peace begins with me. And as you say that, obviously you're feeling, you're visualizing, but you're also connecting what you're saying into your body, into an action. So that might really help some people. And the other thing that I personally do the most with my affirmations, I do this every morning and throughout the day as I need to. If I don't have access to a mala bead necklace, which is um, a beaded prayer necklace made out of types of wood or crystals or whatever, or even just a beaded crystal bracelet, I will say the affirmation as I hold one bead and I will move through the entire necklace or bracelet saying, if it's a bracelet, I'm typically saying one affirmation going around the beads as many times as I need to before I feel fully aligned with it. And if it's the necklace, I'm going for a section of the necklace with one affirmation and then continuing through that with different affirmations. This next tool I picked up, it was a drawing by Yumi Sakagawa. I will also link that down below. It's called How to Just Be. I consider this an exercise that you would do. So 
after you've identified, you've brought your awareness, you've taken some deep breaths, and I like to do this with my eyes closed, you're going to just keep breathing. You can take as many deep breaths as you need to, to really release and come back. And then just when your breath is ready, just feel yourself breathing naturally. Feel your chest and stomach rise and fall. Feel yourself breathing. As you breathe and sit in stillness, you'll feel your heart pumping and tapping inside your ribcage. Feel that sensation. Now, as you're feeling yourself breathing, feeling your heart beating, feel the space behind your eyes. As your eyes are closed and you're still, you're breathing, you're feeling your heart beating, because you're so still and silent, take your sensation Try to focus it on the space behind your eyes. It'll feel like you're kind of coming out from being in front, from that, from feeling like you're almost pressed up against your eyeballs and the front of your brain, and you're kind of just sitting back in your seat inside of your head, if that makes sense. And now just feel you as just you being you. Just feel yourself being. Feel yourself being you. Feel yourself being okay with just being and being you. I love this one. This one is so great, especially... If I've had a rough day or I'm really feeling disconnected from my body, felt like I've spent the whole day in my head, this one is really great and it really gets you back into your body and really helps, I think, with presence because, again, like breathing, you're simplifying everything down to your breath the pressure of your heart beating and you're bringing yourself out of that sort of like aggressive on top of everything you know overactive position and you're just sitting back in the chair of your awareness and consciousness behind your eyes in that space and that really helps to feel how truly spacious it is in our bodies and in that darkness and then once you feel that sensation and you tell yourself okay now just feel myself being that feeling once you get there is incredible 
when we do this, just walk yourself through it. Slow down your breath. Tell yourself, feel yourself breathing. And then tell yourself, once you feel yourself breathing and give it time, tell yourself, feel the light pressure of your heart beating. Then guide yourself. Feel the empty space behind my eyes. And then just feel myself being. A few more proactive ones. Stretch. Stretching is a great, more specifically, I mean doing some sort of yoga poses. Yoga is an incredible way to really link our breath and movement and body and come back into our bodies. Um, it's also an incredible way to release stuck energy and emotions. And I know that that might be hard for some people to understand or like believe. Um, but there's an incredible book called The Body Keeps the Score, which is written by a leading trauma researcher. In the book, they discuss yoga. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean you need to like go to a yoga class, but you can if you want. You can follow some videos online. You can even look up yoga for sadness, yoga for back tension, yoga for whatever. There are different postures and poses that you can do that really help you to, again, it's kind of like distant looking, taking on a new perspective through a certain posture. And through that new perspective and new posture, you're able to release and bring your awareness into your body. It doesn't have to be yoga. You can just intuitively stretch yourself. Stand up if you're sitting and bend over and just let your head hang. This is a yoga pose and it's called ragdoll in colloquial terms. And it's a great release. Stretching is way more than just something you do before or after you exercise or something you do to increase flexibility. Stretching, especially yoga, is an incredible way to come back into your body, to bring intention and awareness, and to help yourself take on new perspectives, and release what you are aware of that is causing you disease. The other thing, too, is to really try to focus on what you're doing. And if you feel yourself resisting, that is telling you more so how much you need that sort of tool or activity. Um, there's different forms of resistance. It could obviously be telling you that's not the one for you. But a lot of times I find, for example, if I sit down to meditate, 
or I sit down to do my affirmations and I'm really struggling to pay attention. My mind is all over the place. I'm thinking about things I need to do for work or whatever. Then that's really telling me I really do need my meditation practice or my affirmations now more than ever. Because after I do those, and it's not forcing myself, this is part of the compassion and discipline balance. It's doing something that I know afterwards I'm going to feel exponentially better because I did. Really trying to hone that focus. And that's something, especially if you find yourself having some more difficulty with other exercises, yoga is a great way to begin different types of practices and tools because there are different types of yogas. You can do yin yoga if you want something slow, something very powerful in release because you hold a pose longer. It's more gentle in a way. Um, It's very restorative. But if you want something quicker and something that If you have a hard time focusing in the beginning, something like vinyasa yoga, something very fast, which links each breath to a different movement will really help. And again, you can follow along on something like a YouTube video or you can look up different flows and sequences and just practice with yourself. If you can identify five poses, you breathe in and do one of the poses and breathe out changing to the next pose and then breathe in the next pose, breathe out the next pose, and you can just cycle through them. And that can be something you really find is helpful, especially if you're having a hard time and you need something a little more active, if you're feeling restless and resistance. One thing we can do is we can ask ourselves questions. I really like this because I think it's really different than anything we're really taught (laughs) in our cultures or as children, which is, and it really helps us get connected to ourselves, to our intuitions, to what we want versus, again, that autopilot, that unconscious, unawake, like zombie motion through life which is so normal to, I think when we begin to awaken ourselves and bring conscious intention and live intentionally and consciously, we can see so much of what's going on around us is in that unawakened zombie-like state. So one way to help us practice being awake is asking ourselves questions. This can come in countless forms. We can, for example, with what we eat, we can ask ourselves, we can take those breaths, we can take those pauses, and we can ask ourselves, do I want to eat a banana or do I want to eat an apple? And as we say each of them, we're looking for a feeling or something coming from inside of us that either indicates a yes or a no. (laughs) This obviously works differently for different people. But practicing with something as small as that, 
really helps us when we have to ask ourselves bigger questions. Do I want to be in a relationship with this person or not? Do I want to take this job or not? Do I want to live here? Do I want to live there? Practicing asking ourselves those questions throughout the day in each sort of decision we make is really powerful because at the end of the day, our lives are compounded decisions and our decision is our power. And when we bring conscious intention to the decisions we make, we can really help ourselves. And then when you get into situations where if you want to ask yourselves questions about the discomfort or the, the feeling that you're feeling right now, you can ask yourself, do I want to be in this situation if it's a situation that's causing you that discomfort? Do I have any part in this? Different sorts of questions like that. The next one is to, it kind of along the asking yourselves questions and being inquisitive, is to journal on the thoughts and emotions to better understand them and gain perspective. Journaling and writing it down is so powerful and provides so much perspective. There's a great quote by Shakespeare that I came across the other day, which I really think Actually, <laughs> we don't even need to do an episode on why you should journal anymore because here it is. <laughs> uh, just kidding, we can still do that. But he says, Give sorrow words. The grief that does not speak knits up the overwrought heart and bids it break. When we don't give sorrow words, when we don't write down and write about what is causing us discomfort, sorrow, negative emotions, etc. That grief, that pain, that discomfort, that dis-ease that isn't spoken knits up, it builds up into heavier emotions, more stuck, stagnant feelings, and that will really break our hearts, that really breaks us. It's the weight of what we leave unsaid, even with ourselves, because to think it is one thing, to say it and to write it down is another. Because getting to this tool is when we write about it, we're releasing it. We're releasing it onto the page. And I know for me, when I was younger, I really kind of, I think I struggled with this. I thought I felt like I needed to write about the positive, or if I wasn't feeling positive, I needed to write plans to feel positive, if that made sense. Different habits, different things I was cultivating or working on and all that. The only way I really gave words to feelings like that was through poetry when we would write it in school. But as I've gotten older and as I've understood the power of writing for release and giving that sorrow those words, I find it so much easier and so much, and I find so much comfort in doing that. After a long day, sit down and give yourself that time in bed and just write. I really like to start writing, I'm feeling blah, whatever I'm feeling. And then I start to, obviously, because I've thought about it, like I think we all do, I write the reasons why I'm feeling this. 
as I write the reasons why I'm feeling it, I'm also exploring and being inquisitive about how am I contributing to those reasons? What can I do to resolve them? What can I do differently? And that's, I think, also the power of once we just word vomit onto the page, we're also, while we're writing, and I think this is goes for anything, while we're writing it, we're also reflecting, which is different than thinking. We're really reflecting on what we're writing simultaneously, so it's a lot easier than after we write it to look at it, to take that feedback and to make those changes and to work through it in a productive way. That's not just overthinking and ruminating on it and spinning in circles and fanning the flames of that discomfort because I think if you feel called to, and I think we always do, but whether we act on it or not, if we feel called to explore and dig deeper into what we're feeling or, (laughs) on the contrary, if we feel scared to do that, either way, we should do that. And when we do that, we're able to find some sort of comfort and even resolve through it. So the last two are simple ones. First simple tool would be to step away from technology. If you're, you know, we're all online right now, either doing school or working, spend a lot of time on technology now, whether we want to or not. It's also part of the reality of today's world. We also spend time on technology when we want to. So step away from it. This is something I remind myself constantly. I really, especially on the weekends, I put my phone away. I'm not on it. I don't. It can be technology. It can be another stimulus. But when we constantly have things stimulating us, specifically technology, we aren't forced to actually face what's going on. And again, if we're, you know, keeping that Shakespeare quote in mind, it's really knitting up. It's really building up and really adding to that sort of tension and dis-ease and heaviness that will eventually cause us some sort of break. So step away from technology. The more we can learn how to ask ourselves, do I want to watch this next YouTube video? Do I really want to watch this Netflix show? Or do I want to journal? Do I want to take a walk? Do I want to take a bath? Do I want to see a friend? Do I want to call a friend? Really, again, bringing that conscious, intentional awareness to what we're doing, especially when it comes to technology, a lot of the times we might find that our body and our gut is actually telling us, no more technology. (laughs) Go be in the real world. If you're someone that loves something like Pinterest or Tumblr, make a physical collage. Print some stuff out and collage something physically. I think you'll find a lot of satisfaction in that form of creation. If you have hobbies and things outside of technology, do them. And the last one, the last tool, which I think goes 
in front of all the tools and with all the tools is to take a pause. Before we can even ask ourselves which tool we might want to use, before we can shift our awareness and our conscious intention with compassion and non-judgment and honesty and curiosity, we first have to take that pause to do so. If we're getting angry and we realize this, then we need to take a pause. I hope that you find some of those tools and tricks helpful. I totally recommend trying them, implementing whatever really resonates with you. Again, write them down. Go back through the podcast and just jot down little notes if you didn't already so that you have them readily available and accessible. And you've also helped to kind of integrate them into your memory so that when something does arise and when you do pause and bring your awareness, you are ready with different tools to utilize in that moment. So that's it for us here today. The Reself Beta Test has begun. You can continue to apply. We're accepting applications through the 1st of March, so the link is in the show notes. As always, you can follow Reself on Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, whatever floats your boat. A lot of great content on there. If you did apply to the Reself beta test, we have sent out emails and we've heard back from a few people who found the first email in their junk or spam. So double check and just search Reself in your inboxes, your mailboxes, and just make sure you've seen it. Hope everyone has a great week. Stay well. Stay safe. Sending everyone light and love. Bye, everybody.